Welcome to Shaylee and Katie's Lemonade Stand. We're trying to figure out how to do this thing. The mom thing, the entrepreneur thing. All while turning all the lemons into lemonade. I'm Katie Day, a mom of four. And I'm Shaylee Murphy, a mom of two. Hey Katie, what do you love? Mm, my family. No, no, what supports your family, Katie? Mm, getting paid. Yes, now. Think hard. What do you hate? Evil people. Um, okay, that may have been a little dramatic. Like, stay with me here. What do you hate? Mmm, not getting paid. Right. HR. Yes. Death and taxes. Yes. So what if I told you that Gusto can take care of all of that for you? I would tell you that Gusto automatically files and pays your taxes. It's super easy to use mm -hmm. and you can add benefits and management tools to help take care of your team and keep your business safe. Plus, our listeners get three months free when they run their first payroll. That's right. Now's the time to start. Try a demo and test it out at gusto.com slash SK. Gusto, when you hate evil people. That's gusto.com slash SK. Shaylee, before I use FreshBooks Cloud Accounting, you want to know how I keep track of how many payments a bride had left? I'm scared. So, like, they wanted to pay a couple different times? Uh-huh. Yeah, I just, like, try to remember. Sounds like, <laughs> that sounds like a, a I'm kidding, plan. I'm kidding. I'm, I kept the notes, like, the notes app in my phone, and I could usually find it if I search the right word. Oh, my gosh. You're stressing me out, Katie. You can create and send professional-looking invoices in 30 seconds or less and set up online payments with just a couple clicks and get paid up to four days faster. Guys, FreshBooks is amazing. They're offering a free 30-day unrestricted free trial to all of our listeners. You just go to freshbooks.com slash SK and enter Shaylee and Katie in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Oh, man, I just saw a note that Jennifer still owes me her balance from a wedding in 2009. Ooh. Eh, we'll call it good. It was only like $2,000. Shaylee and Katie's lemonade stand. Oh, guys, we're excited. What are we talking about today? Um, you're gonna pee your pants a little bit. Oh my gosh, what? we're talking about the Enneagram. Oh my gosh, my love language. Um, you've heard of the Enneagram, yes? I've I've heard of it. You've dabbled in it. I have a master's degree in it. Uh, not true, but I'm sure a lot of you out there have heard about the Enneagram. Some of you have probably been annoyed. Hearing about the Enneagram. Enneagram, am I right? <laughs> even if you don't know what it's about. So we're going to get into that. But first, we have to thank our amazing fake sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Personality, Personality Tests. You know, the Christian horoscope. Tina. Oh, you don't say that out loud. But kind of the same. I even Googled it and it got real weird. Um, okay, so That's awesome. Exactly thanks, what it is. thanks, Personality Tests. Uh, Different year, different name, same type of test. I don't know. The really Enneagram like is kind of special. Um, very special. This is my experience on the Enneagram. Tell I us. knew nothing about it, and then I read one book, and now I am like... A professional. I <laughs> pretend I am. Every person I meet, I'm like, yeah, I think I got her. I think I got her pegged. Have you done the Enneagram? Oh, yeah. It's so eight of you. No, it's like... Uh, just based on like their first three sentences in the interaction. You know what I'm they trying are. to type them. <laughs> I'm typing characters in movies. I've typed all the Game of Thrones characters. Oh my goodness. Did you know that part of the rules as, well, I'm not going to tell you what I am. That was a foreshadowing. Uh, part of the rules of the Enneagram though is you're not supposed to type other people. Well, I don't say Catherine. it to them. Right. You think it in your judgy little mind. <laughs> I didn't call like Daenerys <gasps> and tell her that I think she might be a unhealthy too. <laughs> 
he's also not real. It's right. a Game of Thrones joke. Oh, Update, I watched Game of Thrones this summer. But all the all you, you held out until this summer and then watched it all. And watched it all. Didn't have to wait at all for any spoilers. I feel like that's like when people watch Lost and they watch it all the way through. I'm like, I don't think you fully grasp it when you don't have to wait a week. I think you grasp it more. Maybe, actually. I'm like, oh, that's probably right. Four minutes ago, I was like, I forgot he was. Oh, that's good. That's All right, tell me about the Enneagram. What is it? Okay, so since you don't know, Katie, (laughs) um, the Enneagram, it's a set of nine distinct personality traits, each with a number associated to it. So it's one through nine. Usually, when you hear someone read the list, which we're getting ready to do, spoiler, You'll associate with a few of them, or almost all of them, honestly, if you're me. I felt like I, there was a part that may be related to every single type. Um, and then usually one will be like a big standout. So you'll usually listen if you read like the full descriptions and you'll think, maybe I'm that one, maybe I'm that one. And then when you get to yours, you're like, oh, I'm that one. And, and sometimes say, it's not even the one you're like excited to be. <laughs> That's when you know it's right. That's when you know it's right. Um, I would say I read through a bunch of the summaries and still didn't quite feel completely clear. And then when I read the book that you and I read together, yes, called The Road Back to You, mm. and it goes very much in depth and has a lot more of um, like kind of in this scenario, they might do this. That's when it became very clear and also became more clear of like my closest family members. I'm like, oh, okay. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes. Um, so I recommend that book if you want to. Uh, confidently type yourself. Yes. And the road back Google. to you. Not and just Google it. It's not a song from the 90s, which or for some is reason it? it reminds me of like a walk to remember or something. But it's the road back to you. Um, so from childhood, you're supposed to be born with a certain temperament or type that you're just naturally kind of born with. I guess. Yeah. Says, says, the, says the test. Says Google. Says Google. Says my brain. I wrote the Enneagram. Um, no type is specific to male or female, which Love I think that. is funny that they have to clarify because I kind of type them in my brain, honestly. Um, and no type is better or more superior. There's just certain types that everyone wants to be around and other types <laughs> that not as many people want to be around. But I'll let you be the judge of that. Um, okay, so a brief description of each type. We're what? here to shame you. We're here to shame. I didn't shame any specific number. That's true. You don't know which ones. You you be the judge. It's probably not the one that Katie and I are, though. So fill in the blanks. Um, we're not going to tell you which one we are yet. We're going to read them. And wow, the suspense. You guys have to guess out loud. We'll know if you don't do it. This is like the kid shows when Opal will be like, yes. <laughs> can and you like, say? Can you say red? And she's like, red. I'm like, you said that like you knew that they couldn't hear you, but you still just did the command. It's it's great. Okay. So one, the reformer. This is the rational, idealistic type, principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and perfectionalistic. Perfectionistic. Yeah. I've also heard it called the perfectionist. Right. Yeah. And also the people who can't read. I've heard that one. Yes. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. I made that one up. No, I like it. The perfectionist. Okay. Two, the helper. Do you have another name for that one? Uh, nope. Okay. <laughs> the caring, interpersonal type. Demonstrative? Demonstrative. Generous, people-pleasing, and possessive. They each have a little zinger. Mm-hmm. Okay, three. The achiever. The success-oriented, pragmatic type. Adaptive, excelling, driven, and image-conscious. Yes. Number four. The individualist. Also known as the creative romantic. Creative romantic. The sensitive, withdrawn type. Expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. 
<laughs> so each of them have really good qualities and really bad qualities, every single one. Yep. Five, the investigator, the intense cerebral type. Uh, perspective, perceptive, oh my gosh. Perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. Also known as a researcher, I think. Researcher. Yep. Mm -hmm. okay. Six, the loyalist, uh, committed, security-oriented, engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. Mm -hmm. mm. Seven, the enthusiast, the busy, fun-loving type, spontaneous, versatile, distractible, and sometimes a little bit scattered. I like that you're trying to, like, soften the weak ones. I am. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Someone wrote this. Uh, eight, the challenger, the powerful, dominating type, self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. That type makes other types want to throw up a little bit in their mouth. Okay, nine, the peacemaker, <laughs> the easygoing, self-effacing type, receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent. I feel like you didn't stick to that none, none are better than others. You like just inserted an opinion. The word confrontational exudes. So you're saying makes you want to throw up. Vomity stuff. It might in not me. make other confrontational people throw up. They well, not the like, eights, cool. no. And they don't care what I think anyway, so who cares? No, um, just the word confrontational. That's what you can guess my type. Guess now. Um, yeah, I don't like confrontation. Foreshadowing. I don't like it either. I do feel better after it sometimes versus not ever having it. Everyone feels better after it. Confrontation is needed in life. Yes. It's just makes me, there's, I think I'd rather like someone cut my leg off. Hmm. Yeah. Like a doctor, someone qualified. Mm -hmm. uh, so Katie, how did you find the Enneagram? Um, I have been interested in it because I was really into Myers-Briggs, um, but I got a little bit... Uh, Rigged out. Well, I got overwhelmed because every time I took one of the online tests, I got a different result or a result mm. that I'm like, wait, but that doesn't seem right. And so I'm like, I was like, I don't, I can't figure out which type I am. And I feel like if I can't figure out which type I am, how am I supposed to get <laughs> gain anything from up. this? And then when I, again, when I read that book, uh, it became crystal clear and not only just crystal clear for my own self-reflection, but even just like. I figured out that my mom was a number two, and then reading about how they interact and how no, they feel. No, you haven't said what you are yet. That's all I Okay. Said. All I, how they feel loved or yeah. how they might feel less loved, it's like almost like you're, all these things are illuminated where you're like, oh my gosh, when I said that thing, that was probably oh, like poison yeah. to her soul. And when I say that thing, that's probably like makes her feel the most loved she could possibly feel. So I think it helps you to interact with others right. and to, um, also kind of know what not to say. I honestly feel like it's less about, it's fun to be like, that's so me. Oh, I feel like I'm so known. This test mm -hmm. knows me. That's great. But I think one thing that this is really good about is describing interactions between two specific numbers. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, helping you understand other people's numbers. And there's tons of podcasts out there that are like specific to the Enneagram mm -hmm. only, or they go really, really in depth. Um, in books and everything, but the road back to you is the one that Katie and I just have finished. Yeah, yeah well, I've also read a couple more since then, but don't worry about it. <laughs> you were. <laughs> Everyone's like, is she the five? Wait for it. Wait Am for I? it. I don't know. Um, introspective. I just don't like people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so has it made you approach life or, dif or others differently? Yes. And also I think it, it has illuminated a couple like ongoing uh, tension between me and my husband once I know my type and his type and some of our root fears 
mid argument, I can be like, oh my goodness, this is hitting on a specific root fear, but I'll get to that in a second. Oh, I'm excited. Okay. Drum roll, please. (laughs) Okay. Katie's type is a, you guessed it, seven. (laughs) You should host a game show. I should. I do actually. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's why we've been on break for so long. Um, so type seven is the enthusiast. She's busy, variety-seeking. That's why she does so many things, right? She's raising Multipreneur. four kids. She has a business. She does, like, random sketch comedy writer for, like, a late-night talk show in Springfield. That's true. Right? And a podcast. Um, she is a seven. Now, every Enneagram, there's something that looks kind of like a pentagram. <laughs> it's probably It creeps you out until you realize, no, it's the, it's the Christian one. Okay, it's definitely not it's the, Christian the devil symbol. <laughs> Um, it does kind of, it's not quite a star. It doesn't connect at the bottom. I feel like they did that on purpose. So it's like, okay. But it's like a circle with a whole bunch of like lines shooting the other numbers. Give it a goog. Give it a goog. <laughs> I never, never said that in my life. Uh, so a seven, when they're stressed out, they yes. go to a one, mm-hmm. which is like. The perfectionist. The perfectionist. So they kind of try to like control everything, which is mm-hmm. hilarious to me that like the fun loving person. The seven's the one that like walks into a room and like. Tells a story and everyone's laughing and loves them. Oh, Shaylee. I know. Um, and then well, when they get stressed. My my uh, example of that would be uh, sevens are often creating something and they do, in, in a healthy place, they want to share it. If they're stressed about what they're creating or if they've hyped it up too much in their head, or they will get very perfectionistic about like... Oh, it's not perfect yet. I don't want I to share it. I can't release it. I can't mm. release it, which mm. Shaylee has witnessed on this very podcast. I have. Yes. I have. Uh, in growth, yes. And you in go health, to a five. A five, which is the researcher, which is what Hilarious. you guys hear. Yes, you guys get to hear her like inquisitive, researching. She's read all the books. She literally, I'm like, I read half of that book we were supposed to read for this podcast, and Katie's like, Oh, I wrote four more. I read the one we were supposed to finish, and I was so interested and enthusiastic about it, yeah. I researched yeah. four more books. Which is good, because that means that you're pretty darn healthy. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I would say, too, they mention, try to find your type, not necessarily, like, what you can relate to the most this year, but think about more, like, in your early 20s. Yeah. And a lot of the, um, the scatteredness, the can't finish a task, all that rings very much true to... Um, probably me when I'm 20 and didn't have a bunch of the strategies now that I have in place. She was so scattered, just like planning her wedding. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I understand. And in fact, I even look back and think, oh, that's why in high school, I probably seemed like a one because I was always unhealthy. I was, uh, I was immature. I was like, I was um, obsessed with the rules and, yeah, man. and doing the right thing. You're probably terrible in high school. Ones are the worst. They sound like the worst. <gasps> Spoiler! What's Shaylee? Oh, I wasn't going to go there yet. Oh, Wait, okay. I want to do your basic fears first. Okay, I think they might know, though. No, shh. They don't know. I'm going to do a point where they say it out loud. Okay. okay. So, Seven's basic fear is being deprived and in pain. Yes. Basic desire is to be satisfied and content and having their needs fulfilled. And are you a seven six wing or a seven eight wing? Six wing. Okay, so wings. Spoiler. There's no spoiler. This is this is the, <laughs> this is the show. This is, we're spoiling the whole thing if you don't know anything. Um, <laughs> so a wing is like a number on either side of your number. It's mm-hmm. we're complicating it a little bit. That you can be, you can lean towards. So yes. you might think it's your number, but then you read the real number and you're like, no, that one's it. But I wing this way or that way. Mm-hmm. So the eight is the more confrontational one. The yes. six. 
Yes, the six I think of is all of my um, fear and anxiety, and that's not completely fair to sixes, but that's, that's what Katie that's gleans kind of what manif- from it. That's what manifests. So if you heard my childcare episode, I kind of walked through why uh, it took me so long to put my kids in childcare. Is because basically I feared that if they were ever on my site, they would all die or like hate you. Yeah, just worst case scenario kind of runs through your brain a lot of the time. Mm. Um, and so it can be in conflict right, with your desire right. to never feel pain. <laughs> right. right. Kind of like I have, I have four. I'm probably going to lose one. Like right. statistically, like yes. it's not going to, I'm not going to be able to keep all four and right. that's not a healthy And then your place. research can even become like, it can fuel the fire of like, what are the statistics of miscarriage? How many, and, yeah, yeah. How many kids fall down the stairs at home? Right. That's, that's a terrible way to glean mm-hmm. the six. Um, I will say if you haven't listened to Katie's childcare episode, that is one we get emailed about frequently and messaged about and you should go back I probably need to go back and listen to it to be honest um that's a great one so key motivations yeah seven's key motivations want to maintain the freedom Mm -hmm. and happiness and avoid missing out FOMO (laughs) FOMO um on worthwhile experiences and to keep themselves excited and occupied and to avoid and discharge pain yes so always want to be having fun Mm -hmm. always want to be involved in everything these are the people who like over plan their schedule and you have like 12 birthday parties and like everything to go to and you're almost stressed, but you can't fathom it's hurt more hurtful to miss the thing mm-hmm. that everyone's going to be at. Yeah. I would say that was me in my twenties and then you're good now. Well, now it's kind of like, okay, I, I know what happens. <laughs> I said this to our girls group. There was a summer of sevens once and we did not sleep. It was like this core group of people that now I know, oh, every darn one of those college kids was a seven. And no, everyone was just outdoing each other, staying the latest, like, I mean. Oh, outdoing each other. One word. Oh, yes. Okay. I see. I'm sorry. My, I, mean, I was maybe, like, Katie? Maybe in a different group Katie? of sevens. Okay. Um, no, oh, sorry, everybody everyone. was kind of like, Listen, this, is the, this is the most fun night of the week because we play tennis on this night. Uh, but on this night, we go to Denny's in the middle of the night because Slip and slide at 12 a.m.? Yes. <laughs> exactly. I'm not kidding. It was that oh. intense. It was like every local, everything will be at. And then, I mean, we're exhausted. I'm surprised I wasn't like just ill the whole week because you can't live like that. So I've been there. And then now I kind of know as like a 34-year-old mother of four, that's not really realistic. So I'm going to have to figure out this FOMO thing and deal with it. Do you find that you, it's kind of like too much medicine isn't good. Um, Do you find that forcing yourself to endure the FOMO and missing out on things makes you healthier and a better person? 100%. You just have to get, at what point does the pain of missing the thing subside and you're like, oh, I'm glad I didn't do that. I think it, um, if it's new, it's unbearable. If it's something you've been at before, it's much easier. So I even think like when I first became friends with all the girls group girls, like a couple years ago, uh-huh. it was worse. Cause I was, I always lived in my six wing fear of if, if I, I miss, miss it, one, I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> I, won't, I won't ever be invited again, or it won't ever be recreated oh, right, again. Right. It was like a one shot funnest night ever. And I blew it. And right. then now it's like the, I think the thing that makes me healthy is like, Oh, there'll be another one. Well, and can we be honest, as a seven, you're usually one of the ones making it fun. <laughs> so in a way, in a weird, tainted sort of way, you're actually like... Never missing out. You're like never missing out because you're withholding part of the fun from everyone else when you miss. Aww. So you're making us FOMO when you're not there, Katie. That's kind of cute. And sometimes yeah. I have... And th- I think, you are. I think this, that's very sweet. Um, I think this is a good mantra for everyone, but 
uh, it's something I kind of tried to learn, which is, it, it's just a being present exercise, which is basically wherever you are is the place to be. Aww. And so like that's a t-shirt. Yeah, it probably is. Um, so just, uh, if you aren't there, you know, you're not there. You're not there. So where are you? <laughs> be there. Be there. I yeah. feel like that's a really like basic, like, yep, nailing it. Right. Cause I'm physically here. Right. Cause science. Because science. But mentally there, too. Yes. Which we talked about FOMO to JOMO in our What is in My Control episode last season finale. That was a great one, too. And that, I think, now knowing that I'm a seven, I'm like, oh, that's probably why I felt like that was a worthy point. Right? Hope it related to other people, too. I think it will. Okay. Shayla, what are you? I am a... Katie's stressful horribleness. <laughs> I'm a one, the perfectionist, um, also known as the reformer, which I don't even know. I don't know what that word really means. I reform people into doing what I need them to do. I don't, I don't understand. I, I think maybe that plays well with the rules and the... Oh, rules. Yes, rules, rules. Um, sense of right and wrong. And- principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and perfectionistic. Yes. I was also like this in college, and I still am. <laughs> Um, I was just so healthy. I do think, and this wasn't planned to just, you know, I don't want this to be like, and Shaylee and Katie talk about themselves, but it is a little bit. I mean, that's kind of what the podcast is. You know what you signed up for. Our names are in it. Um, okay. So I go to a seven in growth, which honestly, like I haven't read too much. I forgot. I forgot. It's kind of cool. Cause Katie goes to me in stress, Mm -hmm. my personality type. And I go to Katie's personality type in growth, Mm -hmm. which when we're both living our best lives, Katie goes to the researcher, which is very helpful for podcasts, and right. I go to more of the extroverted fun person, mm-hmm. which is what Katie is naturally, and so that's like when it all's meshing well. Yeah, um, it is funny how we kind of travel along that line, because there are times when I don't want to release something because it's not perfect, and Shaylee's like, just put it out there! So it's and like, then that's my seven. Right, it's like you taking the seven role, and then there's there's times <laughs> where I'm like, Shaylee, we probably don't have to do 12 episodes tonight. We could I'm like, I, was, just do... I have scheduled 14? No, <laughs> right. not 14. I thought we could squeeze in a couple, two more instead we of probably, eating. We could probably just do uh, one and order sushi and it'd be like the most fun ever. And then you can, you can get there. It's kind of like you have to be reminded like, oh, that would be more fun. And then, right, right. And then you immediately are up for it. Yeah. Right. And usually I create, I call myself my own worst boss, but I'll mm-hmm. create the work for myself and then have to struggle through the work that I created for myself. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I feel like every conversation we have, but even, even taking the long break that we did between these last two seasons, there have been so many times that I've called Katie and been like, I think, I think we can just get three dates on the calendar. We can like batch record and then like, I'll just, you know, nurse while I'm editing. Mm -hmm. And then, and Katie's been like, what if we just wait until you're, and then I'm like, okay. And then it kills me inside and then I get off the phone and it's like a weight's been lifted Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh that was an option. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's do that. And then how many times I've been like, Oh, I'm so glad I'm not editing mm-hmm. 12 episodes right now. Um, so I'm my own worst boss. It's, it's a, it's a prison. <laughs> it's kind of interesting too. Cause I, I didn't touch on this, which maybe I will with the marriage part, but the, the sevens wanting freedom. It's so funny how, well, I'm a freelancer probably because of that whole freedom thing. Cause I want to be in charge of my uh-huh. schedule. And then it's almost like, um, you have complete freedom as a freelancer, but as a one, you almost won't allow <laughs> it. Myself yeah, in. you kind of like you you would feel more comfortable with the rules guiding that time or whatever. Yes, like mm-hmm. I'm the one that walks into a job interview, and I'm like, but I need you to bullet point out what I need to do mm-hmm. to nail this, or maybe even like um, 
the research Noodles. paper can be three to five pages. And you're like, so is it three or is it five? Right, right. Because if, if I turn, is that like a C? <laughs> right. If I turn in three, are you like, is that enough? And I'm like, oh, cool. So I can just write until it feels satisfied. Right. And they're like. I, yeah. yeah. Uh, I annoy the teacher. I'm the question asker. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to do anything wrong. This is a true story. And it drives Jonathan crazy. This is one of the. The ones are like, like I follow the rules and I say this sometimes, it's not because I'm even a good person. Like I follow the rules because it's the rule. Mm -hmm. And I turn my blinker on if I'm driving home at three in the morning, not because there's cars on the road, but because I'm supposed to turn my blinker on when I'm turning right. Mm -hmm. And there might be a cop somewhere. Right. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not even that I think like I'm I'm putting safety before everyone or like it's, it's just, it's the rule. If it's a rule, I'm going to follow it. Mm Mm-hmm. And if not, it's like an internal pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever we go to a pool, this is kind of, it's not really a joke to Jonathan. It is for me more, maybe. The first thing I do is I like scan the whole pool for the rule board. Mm, and I want to read it. I just, and Jonathan goes, why do you need to read it? Who cares? I'm like, I just want to get my bearings. Does oh, it say you can't bring toys? Like if I have toys with Opal, I want to know, are they allowed in the pool? Right. I want to know what time they close. I want to make sure we're not here too late. I want to mm-hmm. make sure... I just want to know if, if they can jump in or not. I just want to know. Yeah. So I can follow them and ruin all the fun. Um, basic fear of being corrupt or evil. It's kind of a big one. Yeah, that is kind of like... I just don't want to be like, you know, evil. But it's interesting too because like, you know, let's say underage drinking in high school would have been like a... Oh, a Shaylee being like... Whoa. No, no, no. Skipping lunch. No, 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 no. Right. <laughs> getting like a bad grade or like getting, being late to a class with the, the beep, beeper, buzzer. Right. Bell. <laughs> but it's like a, right. This is, this is very serious because not only is it a rule, but it's evil. Like it's like, right. right. I'm worried about you. Yes. It's a, well, and it's just a very, yeah, it's like a, it's not even, it's like, it was like a pain. Right. Like my friend's toilet paper house of our friend. And a dad of a friend drove us. So, like, I have an adult confirmation. My parents wouldn't have cared if I was, like, Kendall's dad's driving us to our friend Jeff's house. So, Mm -hmm. we're not bullying anyone. Mm -hmm. It's all in good fun. I wouldn't get out of the car. I faked a headache. Because I just couldn't. I couldn't toilet paper the house. Purple, Mom. Purple. I just couldn't. Purple. Come bring me home. Uh, Basic desires to be good, have integrity, be balanced. And I'm a one with a nine wing. Which means I'm also a people pleaser, which is just a killer duo. Oh, man, that is quite the duo. I am a rule fall. I, I couldn't decide if I was a one or a nine for a really long time. I knew right away. But I think if I'm it very came down. Right. <laughs> about typing people. She is. She is. Very eight of you, but you're not an eight. Um, I feel like if it came down to, when I decided I was an eight instead of a nine, it came down to. Say that one more time. Eight instead of a nine. Oh, that's not words. Uh, when I decided I was a one instead of a nine. There it is. Thank you, Katie. You complete me. Um, it was basically when it came down to would I people please or would I follow a rule? Mm. Would I make someone mad before breaking a rule? And the answer is yes. I would disappoint a big group of people in order to follow the rule, which is basically my entire high school experience. Right. <laughs> um, so if it comes right down to it, if I can do both at the same time, every time I'll do both. Mm-hmm. But I'll disappoint people before. I'm not like a peer pressure, like, but everyone's doing it. Shaylee, Shaylee. Right. And I'm like, I guess we're doing it. I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to go home. I got to go home because yeah. I'm going to explode. <laughs> sorry. Uh, anyway, key motivators. I want to be right. Sorry, everyone. 
uh, strive to hire and improve everything. I want to be consistent with their ideals and to justify myself. I'll change it to me terms. Um, beyond criticism is to not be condemned by anyone. We do not take criticism well. Mm-hmm. And by we, I mean me. <laughs> uh, that is a, that's a true one. And I don't know if it's because I want to be perfect or I just don't take criticism well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But that is a, if I got Jonathan up here, he would have a lot to have say. an amen about that. Mm. Uh, no, he wouldn't because he's a five, but we'll get to that later. Um, I can't believe you spoiled. The, I know. I cannot help it. The husband. Shaylee and Katie together. Yeah. We kind of touched on that. Yeah. Um, we're, we're weird little. It's a complimentary and reciprocal relationship Ooh, because we're kind this. of opposites. Um, but either can, can bring something needed to the other person and it helps us to achieve or grow. So sevens bring spontaneity, high energy, curiosity, and orientation toward fun and adventure. The desire to try new things and ability to get, uh, an ability not to get too hung up on getting everything done perfectly. Yeah. But what do ones bring to the table? No fun. <laughs> Con- no. Conscientious orderliness, good work habits, methodical attention to detail, uh, and a pleasure in maintaining excellence and high standards. Which is, I mean, truly... This is why the podcast is still going, because I like to sample things and I'd like to go, I listen to podcasts. What would it be like to make a podcast? And then I'd make one season and I'd be like, I did it. That was neat. What else is there to do? You happened to find a one. No, I think it was on purpose. I mean, I think it was. You think your brain knew that I was a one? Well, I think like. the Lord brought us together. I think the Lord. I think it was the Lord probably. Um, No, but I think that is what made this partnership. I agree. So I'm reading it and it's like, literally, if you would have researched who would be good people together to make a podcast or marriage or whatever, um, it would be like a one and a uh, seven would be great because like we fill in the gaps of what the other ones do. But then in health, I kind of go to a seven, which makes sense for podcasting things. And then you go to researcher and it it connects, connects well. We won't read the potential trouble spots. No, let's read it. We'll save that for season 15 when the podcast ends. Just kidding. Um, Basically, (laughs) I can become critical and judgmental, inflexible, and insistent on one way, my way. Uh, And inevitably, the sevens become undisciplined and inefficient and self-centered and childish, Katie. Mm. Um, ones feel that sevens are scattered and tend to fool around too much, too much tomfoolery, <laughs> um, and extend overbooking themselves and overpromising too much. Why'd you have four kids, Katie? Why'd you go off and have four kids? Mm, I know. The podcast needs more than your children. It's because sevens are gluttons and I just want more. <laughs> uh, sevens eventually tire of the ones continual criticism and dissatisfaction for them. But I have enough nine into me that you'll never know that. Uh, pursuing the relationship seems to become more unattractive since sevens deeply resist feelings of being trapped. And also so do fives. So if you're in your healthy, you also want to be really independent mm-hmm. as a five. And so do eights. Um, yeah. So we can get on each other's nerves and criticize each other. I don't feel like that's true. I think like we... They silently give up on them until some event spells the fatal blow to the relationship. Whoa! Why is this like so doomsday? I don't know. It's like one of us is going to die. At some point. One of us this is not going to Fatal. The word's fatal blow to the relationship. Here's what I think. One's criticized sevens for a while then silently give up on them until some event spells the fatal blow. Okay. I don't... For, I don't feel like that's true. I don't think either um, one of us would fatally <laughs> do okay. the death death kill. I think this is what... I think we have enough healthy <laughs> communication that it's like, hey, Shaylee, we only have five hours of childcare today, and you're trying to schedule five episodes. That feels Can a little bit like three? that's going to stress me out. 
it will be more fun if we do three. And then you go, ooh, that doesn't feel quite as productive, <laughs> but I can get there. And yeah. then we, <laughs> then we predict and the then fatal I blow. Pull out a weapon <laughs> and, and I we blow you away. We fight to the ah, no, I win. Yeah. And don't criticize me. So I think healthy communication okay. is that's good. Is what any enneagram needs with the other. Right. This is and this goes for friendship, marriage, whatever. Speaking of marriage, Katie, what's your husband? So I am a seven wing six and I married an eight wing seven. He is the challenger. So they are the powerful, dominating type, self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. That word I love. However, he does have a seven wing. Um, so he's got that enthusiasm and fun loving part. Uh, but eights are self-confident, strong, and assertive. They're protective, resourceful, mm. they're straight talking, decisive, but can also be egocentric and domineering. Eights feel they must control their environments, especially people, sometimes becoming confrontational and intimidating. Eights typically have problems with their tempers uh, and with allowing themselves to be vulnerable. At their best, they're self-mastering. They use their strength to improve others' lives, becoming heroic, magnanimous, and inspiring. Mm. Their basic fear is of being harmed or controlled by others. Ha <laughs> Fatal blow. <laughs> Equaling every fight we've ever had. <laughs> basic desire to protect themselves or to be in control of their own life and destiny. Their key motivations, they want to be self-reliant. They want to prove their strength. They want to resist weakness. They want to mm. be important in their world. Uh, to dominate their environment and to stay in control of their situation. It's a lot of, yeah. So if you're if you're hearing this, eights don't want to be controlled, and sevens want freedom. <laughs> <laughs> so any of me and Jared's like big fights because I'm pretty easygoing, and then I have like a limit where if he loses his temper, I'm like, oh okay, let's do this, and we just go for it. Mm. Um, any of those that have actually resulted in uh, a big fight have now I'm like looking back and going oh we were both trying to control each other we were both trying to control each other I was trying to control him I might have used the words like if I if I'm gonna fight like if I'm gonna use fighting words here's like here's probably the meanest thing I could say to an eight would be like oh that's cool you know you're not that important like you're not that important you know what i don't need like no one really needs you to come in and save the day like but cool (laughs) that you think you're the only person that can do this and then inside an eight is like that's my i just shattered i just need to shattered my thing but it can be a beautiful uh trait because they're gonna be i mean for Jared, it would be like, I'll be the first to arrive and I'll be the last to leave and I'm the hardest worker here. And then sometimes that conflicts with, okay, cool, but I'm still home with the kids. So like wrap right. it up, hero, because we right, need a hero. Right. Right, I right, need right. a hero. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then exactly. he's like, wait, you just told me to stop doing the hero thing and come home. You're trying to control me. And then I'm saying, you're harming my freedom because I wanted to leave at six and now you're home at 601. And it's a whole thing. So, yeah. well, and I will say, I feel like sevens being more expressive and fun loving, maybe also express in other ways more verbally mm-hmm. than other numbers. Right. And like, and I feel like an eight and a seven, this is from the outside. Yep. Don't have like silent fights where no. like they don't talk to each other. In because fact, the common word is, is very, passion. Yes. Yes. I feel like <gasps> vibrant. You vibrantly right. disagree. Yes. Um, because but also eights, passion. Uh-oh. You know what I'm saying? I won't read between the lines too much on that. Let's just say that summer all the sevens were do- outdoing <laughs> each other. That was so terrible. <laughs> there was an eight there. One. 
but the eights also, I tend to think eights hate me. Right. And they like, don't. Anything out of their mouth. They're not thinking I'm like, the eights hate me. They're not, no, they're truly not, like, at all. They're the type that will just, like, say something in a group of people just to, like, watch everyone squirm, and it's, like, entertaining, and like, they don't. Oh, they did don't. you guys all vote for A? What do you think of B? Throw the bomb and yeah, just watch. Yeah, and then just, like, walk off, and everyone's, like, sweating. Um, but they're also the ones that, even if they don't truly disagree with you or a stance, they just kind of, like, argue devil's advocate because they like to, like, just hear all the things. It's a game. It's fun. It's a game. And then they don't lose sleep over it, and it doesn't mean that they don't like you. They right. would do that to anyone over any topic. Yes. And then here's what's fun about Jared's seven wing. Uh, if you watch Katie's Instagram stories of their home <laughs> updates, you should, because he is adorable, and it was such a cute little yes, interaction. But, but it was his idea. Yeah, well, both of the, <laughs> the sevens, the sevens were shining. But uh, when he was pursuing me while we were dating, I'll be honest, I was kind of like, oh, eh, he, he showed up at the library, because I worked at the library, because <laughs> I like to be surrounded by books. It's such a healthy vibe. Um, but I, you know, he, like, showed up at my job... And, like, brought me dinner. And I was like, oh, that's, like, very attractive to me because a lot of the guys I had been kind of interested in are kind of like, oh, I'd kind of like to see that movie, too. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to see that movie. Are we going to see that movie? Are other people coming? No. And, like, the uh, <laughs> this, the moral of my story while dating is, like, is this a date? <laughs> is this? You're like, oh, she's cool. here. It's not. Okay. So you invited multiple people. is this a date? And I was, I was like, all I want in the world is someone to, like, look me in the eyes and be like, I am really interested in you and I'd like to take you out on a date. And Jared Day looked me in the eyes and said, I'm really interested in you, and I'd like to take you out on a date. And then you said, yes, I'll marry you. And no, and then I was kind of like, whoa, because this is where I'm like, I can't be pleased, because I was like, well, that was so forward, I don't know. I'm just like, whoa, what's he doing? And so then I told him, two weeks from now, we can go on a date. And he said, in in his mind later, I thought, there's no chance I'm waiting two weeks from now. Because I was in design school, design rules your life. And I knew I had all these deadlines. And so he goes, well, what are you doing tomorrow night? I was like, I'm, I've got this design deadline. It's going to be crazy. I'm going to be working probably till like 3 a.m. And then I have to drive to Kinko's, which sucks because it's Crosstown and, and I live on campus. Tangent alert. I was in FedEx the other day. There's yeah. also Kinko's trying to ship back a pair of shoes that I ordered online because I'm 30. And there were all these college students in there so stressed out trying to print <laughs> stuff off. All of these dark red glasses. <laughs> they, were all, they were all in like pajamas and one of them was like, I'm going to go home and try to get some sleep. And I'm like, it's 9 a.m. Get a hold of yourself. Yeah. No, and it was, gave me flashbacks from school. That's design school college. in that show. So I want to be like, you guys, it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> so then Jared in his eight wing is says, how about this? Because I was like, I live on campus. It's really hard to park and then come back and try to find your parking spot again. Like, mm-hmm. it's gone. Mm-hmm. It's like, you, mm-hmm. and then you have to walk all the way or take the shuttle and it'll be middle of the night and I'll be scared because it's middle of the night. I didn't say all of this. I just basically said, that's why I can't hang out with you. Sorry, it's a whole thing. Yeah. And he said, well, why don't I just show up and drive you to Kinko's and then drive you back to your dorm? And I was like, no, you don't understand. It'll be like three in the morning. And he goes, just call me. And I was like, I don't. I don't, he goes, all right, just like come hang out from like midnight on and just when you're ready, whatever, I'll just read a book till you're ready. And I'm like, seriously? He just wanted and to be he just, your like, cousin. I mean, like literally the next, this was like the day after dinner at the library. So then that's the kind of eight thing where it's like almost like he's like, I've already figured out you're the one I want and it, I'm going to make this happen. Very confident. I'm just going to, I'm just going to like date you anyway. <laughs> and so <laughs> right. then all of a sudden it's like. I, how do you feel about Jared? I don't, know. I, don't, I don't know. And all of a sudden it's like, I'm in love with you. Why don't you do that? <laughs> I'm in love with Jared. And so then what's fun too is how that translates the two numbers together now is like, Aww. I might be like, 
You know, it'd be fun is like if we got out of Dodge this weekend, because like it's kind of randomly a free weekend. It's February. February's the worst. I don't know. <laughs> and then Jared would be like, let's get a hotel room. I booked it. Get in the car. Pack We're your going. suitcase. We're, We're going. Like sevens are kind of like, oh, but then I had monkey brain and I thought about something else. Like, that would have been fine. Or they like Google search it like two hours before and like, oh, everything's booked. I guess right. that movie exactly. sold out. Yeah. And Jared That's has really this, fun. That's Jared has this story. fun combination of the enthusiast's uh, love of fun but and confident, the confident make it, make it happen attitude of an eight. And that's why I do get to do fun things like go to Iceland with him when there's maybe not even, it didn't logically make sense. I never knew you know. that story about you guys meeting in the 3 a.m. Kinko's thing. Kinko's, baby. Our husbands were so sweet in college without a care in the world. They were. So as long as we can keep our passionate uh, temper trigger. Well, I mean, he does have a temper. I cry. He, which he, which he claims is also like kind of a, I feel a like version of a temper tantrum. I was, well, I was going to say um, you, Jared, like yelling is probably the equivalent of you receiving that is you crying and him right. receiving that. Cause it's he's like, I don't know how to deal with tears and I'm like, I don't know how to deal with but they, our fights have gotten far, fewer and less between and easier to, um, fewer navigate. and further between. That's it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you said less and, between, more frequent. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. We've had fewer fights and they have been less explosive. And then I, I truly think even having read this book yeah. and understanding that like him feeling controlled is painful and him being vulnerable is a really big deal for him. I like, I'm vulnerable at the drop of a hat. Like, I don't know how to not be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let's talk about what's really going on here. Here's my weaknesses. And him admitting his weaknesses, like, when he does that to me, I need to be like, I am listening, and this is a big deal for you, and thank you for sharing that with me, because that was hard for you, and wow. And and sometimes I'm like, that was so attractive, and I tell him that. Like, that was, like, really appealing to hear you talk about what you're struggling with. Yeah, I am. And then he takes me to the bedroom. Okay, okay. Challenges. That's enough. That's enough. Oh, we need to put a splicit on this episode. Bedroom to nap and fold clothes. Woo! Yeah, and then you're like, cool, so let's do all this laundry. <laughs> all these kids. If you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, no, there's, yeah, there's a lot of laundry up in your house. Yeah. Um, what does that mean? I don't. You have a lot of kids. Also messy. You Working have on a lot it. of kids. Um, and you're, like, renovating. Anyway, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, okay, so I feel like mine's less interesting, but it makes so much sense. Oh, no, I think yours is, like, a very relatable topic because he's an an introvert by Jonathan's default. a five. Yes. So they're the investigator. Intense, cerebral type, perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. If you need to know which camera to buy, ask Jonathan. Ask Jonathan. Our friend Mara that we talk about a lot also is a also five. a five. And she researches. We we'll, we both text her on the same day and said, if we're going to get like fancy boots and ask for them for Christmas, like <laughs> over a hundred dollars. <laughs> What should we get? And she was like, Katie, just text me about this. And I was like, was we did not even talk about it. That is hilarious. Um, she came And through. we didn't text each other. We, we each both other. texted we text Mara. Because <laughs> we're like, who's like cooler than us and would know? And just Mara. makes the right choice. She makes the right choice. She's yeah. made all the choices. Okay. So in growth, Jonathan goes to an eight, which I feel like he's a healthy version of himself. So the eights, the, the good qualities of the eights, I mean, those are like awesome entrepreneurs. They like okay, get yeah, it can done. take control of it. Yeah, I yes. do feel like it's like he doesn't talk in a meeting. Like he won't talk, won't talk, won't talk, won't talk. But then when he does talk, I'm like, oh, good gracious, I'm glad you're here. That's right. why people pay you to do what you do. Yes, because you're great. Yes, but he doesn't feel the need to talk. Right, which is cool. Ever. I love that. <laughs> I, I know. I don't. Un- I don't understand. <gasps> uh, we our recurring fight is the like you have to let me talk, 
and I know it, I know, and I'll go, I know, I'm sorry. Um, in a meeting, he'll go, when we go in, let me talk. And then my meanness will take over and I'll switch it on him because I'm a garbage person. <laughs> and I'll say, oh, I won't talk at all. Don't worry. No, you got it. You just run it. I just won't say anything, which is so, okay. First of all, not true. I will say stuff. Second of all, that's just so mean. That's right. so meany of me because right. I can talk. There's no stress of me speaking. Right. It comes natural to me, which is why we're a great team. But I'll just flip it on him and then make him say that he needs me. Right. <laughs> He'll go, no, no, no. I mean, you can talk. I'm just saying don't, like, talk over me. Like, let me speak yes. too. Which he doesn't speak as fast as my brain Right. Thanks. No one does. And so. <laughs> Literally. I know. In the, in the universe. <laughs> and so when he's talking, it, I just have to stop myself because the whole time he's speaking, I'm thinking, I can say it faster and better than he's saying it. Should mm-hmm. I just, should I just jump in? Should right. I just jump in and help him? Like, no, absolutely not. Um, and then also he, we've been married and together long enough that he knows that I'm thinking that. And so I think sometimes he gets jumbled up because he thinks I'm going to interrupt him, which is so sad. He has to take phone calls outside because if he even thinks I'm going to say something that makes his brain stop, he can't, he gets messed up. So he'll get messed up on a phone call and be like, it's because I thought you were going to say something. I'm like, well, that's not on me. Like you can't get mad at me. I didn't say anything. Anyway. And And I'd like to just point out that like everything I just said about me and Jared's, that's like marriage only (laughs) you work together and i have no idea Uh, how i mean we'd have to do so much more research if jared and i were gonna run a business together yeah it's a it's special um so and then in stress he goes to a seven which which the negative parts of the seven are just the monkey brain kind of not finishing one task before he begins okay i can see that i can see that and then also just feeling that like monkey brain that like you're putting this deadline on me and it's stressing me out because i want to be free to work on it yes. in whatever, whatever order i want to work on them that in. is also that's also a five so in well here i'll do a little bit about the fives so fives are alert insightful curious able to concentrate and focus and develop complex ideas independent um, can be high strung and intense and they typically, um, can be isolated, but they're vision pioneers and ahead of their time. Um, so basic fear is being useless or helpless or incapable. And the basic desire is to be capable and competent. So as a wife, being able to say, thank you so much for what you do. I don't know what we do without you doing X, X, and X. Mm-hmm. And thank you for that is like mm-hmm. big. Cause that's saying right. like, we need you and you're valuable and you're helpful, which is true. Um, and they also are good problem solvers. Do you think he's a four wing or a six wing? I think six. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think he's emotional and dramatic in any way. <laughs> that's Spoiler. kind of four. Um, so, okay. Key motivators are they want to possess knowledge and understand the environment and have everything figured out as a way of defending themselves against threats from the environment. So essentially, Every number on the Enneagram, and I encourage everyone, read all of the descriptions because we don't have time to read through all of them, um, but read through all of them because it is fascinating and it's fun to think, oh, my sister's a this. Oh, that friend is a this. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone wants to get to the top with exception of maybe one number, but like the top of their, think of like the peak of your career or the top of the group or whatever, but everyone has different reasons to want to get there. Fives want to be at the top so that they don't have to rely on anyone around them. Mm -hmm. So it has nothing to do with like, they want the attention. They want the fame and fortune. They want the, they don't want to, they want to know everything and they want to work for themselves and they want it so that they don't need anything. He doesn't want to share a ride to a party because he wants, he said that makes him feel so trapped because he wants to be able to leave. He wants to be able to leave. Even if he doesn't, even if we get there at the same time, we leave at the same time. He just wants to feel. So do sevens. Yes. Want to feel like he can leave at any time. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, 
kind of interesting. Look at this. This is interesting. Jonathan is a five and either moves to a seven or an eight. So Jonathan encompass, <laughs> encompasses my marriage. You're, so yeah. Funny. Yeah. Jonathan yeah. turns into your marriage. Um, I did Google a little bit more, um, info on how they work together. I feel like we kind of covered that. I think we did too. And also we didn't talk about what you moved to in stress. Oh yeah. Yeah, we did. Didn't we? Four. Oh, oh yeah. I'm dramatic. <laughs> I get dramatic and I do get dramatic. That's okay. My four, my four is the me responding to Jonathan before going to meeting. Fine. Then I just won't talk at all. Uh, You talk. I'll just sit there and be your sidekick wife. Yes. And I know inside that's going to kill him. (laughs) I don't like this. There's no way. There's no way. And and then anyway, that's just, that's manipulative. Probably Mm -hmm. not ideal. So that's like the bad parts of a four. Um, I will say when I read the ones and fives section on like marriage and how they work together and also business, because it's both. Um, Jonathan and I have weird quirks as a married couple that a lot of people are like, that's so weird. Like for instance, going like number two in front of each other or like sitting and like tooting or whatever. And when people are like, yeah, give it some time. You'll be doing that in front of me. I'm like, no, no, it's been almost 11 years and we do not do yeah, that. We like don't we don't actually. talk about it. We don't talk about it doors are shut. Like I, I change in my closet with a shut door and people are like, that's so weird. Like, I don't understand that. But when you look back and I read this, it says they both are highly respective personal boundaries. Oh, funny. Rarely one being the one, uh, rarely either one making the first move in anything regarding intimacy. So when we're dating, like we didn't even hold hands for really? months. Yes. Months. Yeah, probably. Oh yeah. I mean, at least a month. I think well, we probably held hands also, after a month of dating. Probably also that fear of evil. Right, right. And I didn't evil. want to hold hands because where do you go from there? Marriage? Um, <laughs> sex? Uh, yeah. Hand holding is straight. Straight to sex. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, but that's, it's so interesting. And then, and then it says, uh, ones and fives tend to bring a certain formality and courtesy to each other and can be charmingly courtly and old fashioned. And I think that that's kind of how we are. But then it says, if you fall in love, that it develops slowly, but it's really deeply. And then we kind of have like a bizarre sense of humor that we develop, which I do think that we have. Um, So I think it's like ones and fives, like there are definitely weird things, but when it like works, it works really well, which is kind of encouraging. So I think honestly, the fact that I think this would be a number that maybe is more like, yeah, that works. Yeah. And I think that's why we can work together and be married together. And I think when I run into people and they say, I could never work with with my spouse. And I think, how sad your marriage is just not strong enough. But it's like, no, maybe it's not healthy for them to work together Mm -hmm. too. Like Jonathan and I possess a very unique I possess a very unique set of skills. <laughs> I was for that. Um, but I think we each develop our own unique s- skills and have an understood mutual respect for each other's talents and gifts, and they're so different that I think that's why it works. Yeah, I think that's cool too. And here's where I want you to comment because I think this is probably common in all marriages, regardless of a lot of marriages, regardless of your Enneagram number. Yeah. Um, I want you to talk a bit about how you are very social and he is very introverted. Oh, goodness. And the Enneagram helped me with this. Okay. Um, he is introverted. I am social, but also a homebody. But if you line me up with Jonathan, I'm very social. So I like going to places. I don't necessarily like going to places where I know no one, but if I have like 
one soft lead of a friend. <laughs> if I have one person I've seen their face before, I'm good. Yeah. Um, I can talk to people. I can walk up and talk to people. I don't really get intimidated by like fancy rich people my mom's age when I go to events my mom mm-hmm. will be like you talk to them like you knew them did you know I'm like no they're just like a weird person like me and you <laughs> right they just have fancy jewels on <laughs> um it's whatever I don't know I've developed that maybe as I've gotten older um but I love going to things so the thought of going to a backyard barbecue sounds great sounds great and you'll probably leave energized I'll leave energized great let's do something else let's go get ice cream Jonathan it's always bothered me that he just wants to do that less. And as we've developed in our marriage, I think he's, I think he did it more when we were dating. Right. Cause he was trying to the, woo me. Yeah. Putting on the um, show. Like I like people. <laughs> like, no, no, actually I don't. I don't like people. Um, <laughs> I like people more than him. Um, that's fine. Woman. And so anyway, the, the fact that he, I remember sitting down and scheduling, we got to a point where before everyone had kids, but everyone was married, everyone was wanting to do double dates like all the time. And there was no reason to not to. We're in charge of our own schedule. And he had to draw the line and say, I was like, what is it? We got in a little argument. And I was like, three double dates? One double date a month? Like, you tell me what it is. And I think he said, really? Honestly, like, I think like one a month. And I was like, what? That was my joke. So every like four weeks we get to hang out with a couple once and then like your tank's full and that's it? And he was like, yeah. And so we started scheduling them. So it's like, if Katie's like, we should hang out with Jared and Jonathan. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But we got three on the, okay. What's your fall look like yeah. next year, uh-huh. 2020. Um, <laughs> but when I started understanding the Enneagram and then Jonathan can't understand my, my, my rule following and my people pleasing and my need to do things for clients and go above and beyond and get ahead of the game and do this. So we had a good conversation and I finally realized it pains him in a way not right. to be at a party. It's right. fine. He's just a one-on-one type of guy. He can have a conversation with one or two people. He is not the, I'm going to tell a big story and everyone's going to laugh. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to like work the room, meeting right. people, hanging out, making plans to hang out more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing is every hangout leads to a, what what works for you guys next week? Right. Like, and then I it's just like you can never <laughs> right. get out of it. And, and also fives only need a few really good friends that they keep for life. Yeah, and so he, he doesn't he's for lead. sure done that. Yeah. yeah, he has, and most of his friends live in Kansas City, which sometimes can be unhealthy because it's like feeding the fact that he only needs a few good friends. Right. I'm like, but you'll never see them. You'll never see anyone. Right. We work for ourselves. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that, I mean, I think that if he has to be careful that he doesn't get too far into isolation. Like, I don't think working in the home is great for him, he said, for long term. Um, so also... He doesn't under, we both don't understand that side of ourselves. When I understood, like, that's truly painful for him to do too many soul-sucking, extroverted party hangs with multiple people, that's the same feeling I get when he wants me to do something that I feel like is either, and when I say breaking a rule, guys, the bar is so low. Right. That's, like, breaking a rule that I've created in my own head. Right. That's, like, saying I'm not going to respond to this proposal until Monday when I told them in a meeting we were going to do it Friday. And he's right. like, no one cares. You said Friday. You they said, didn't ask yeah. for it Friday. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, we can't go to the thing because I have to do this proposal thing. But Friday, I said Friday. Um, that that type of thing. So I've described to him, hey, you know how you feel when right. I make you go to a party and you don't want to go to? That's how I feel internally when I have to do this. Right. And I feel like people are needing me to do something else. And that's been a really healthy like, oh. oh. So instead of me trying to change him and be like, you will go and you will get better and you're fine. You're fine. Just hang right. out with people. You're fine. Yeah. It's made it more like, no, it truly pains him inside. And 
I need to learn that that's okay. And there's quirks that I have too. We all got quirks, guys. We all got quirks. I think that's really good because that, that happens in a lot of relationships, whether it's the guy or the girl, but one might be more extroverted. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, maybe it needs to be that like one a month. And one a month. Understand. Yeah. I get one a month. And there's so many, <coughs> there's just so many positives and negatives in relationships. So I think realizing you're not going to change. And we've talked about this even with other people in our lives, Katie, but right. like even friends, parents, siblings, spouses, you're not going to change them. You can no. help them become the best version of themselves, but mm -hmm. they are who they are. Right. And there's always a way that you can work together better. Yes. So, and you're not responsible for their happiness or their weaknesses. No. And no. often all that you can control is how you're going to interact. And poke the bear or not poke the bear. <laughs> <laughs> Go out and read them all uh, right now, though. Yes. It's, it's really changed. A lot of the ways that I look at things. A lot of light bulb moments. A lot of, aha, aha, oh, aha. This is who I And am. I don't think it means, now I don't have conflict. It means, oh, this conflict has happened. So exactly. I can navigate it with a little bit more expertise or grace. Uh, and even just the vocabulary. Of no right. Yes. And you will, I mean, disclaimer, you will annoy everyone around you if you get too deep. Cause that's you what can't... Reddit is for. Because that's when I went down the Thrones, uh, let's type everyone in the Game of Thrones on Reddit. Oh. I read every comment. That's probably necessary thought, for your knowledge. This is the, the most entertained I've ever been in my life. And then I texted it to Jen and she was like, yes, <laughs> so entertaining. Uh, so in conclusion though, like a real seven, I'm going to say everyone should go take this test. It's the best <laughs> thing in the entire world. I cannot hype it enough. There's no way you'll be disappointed. It will change your life. And then as a one, I'm going to say, I'm making a rule <laughs> that you must all Go and read all the Enneagrams to find out if you're a one. And if that scares you a little bit, you are. You don't have to read them, but you will because I made the rule. <laughs> um, I'm excited for our segment. Oh, I don't know what this is. I know. I surprised and you. And as a seven, I love this. I was so afraid you were going to ruin it by mentioning something that was too similar to it, but you didn't. Oh, good. Okay. So you can't look at my I screen. Won't. Okay. The segment today, I'm going to name all the main characters of Friends. Oh my gosh. And you have to Enneagram type them. <gasps> This is my dream. Lifetime. Okay, and I'm going to tell you if you're right or wrong. Okay. At the end. All right. Monica. One. Rachel. Ooh. Uh, you, can, you can do wings if you want to get fancy. Oh, my gosh. Some, think somebody went down Rachel. the rabbit trail. She's kind of like... Mm, she did the Ralph Lauren thing. Mm, she a three? Chandler. Seven? Joey. Oh, whoa, whoa. Se oh Chandler's a six. Joey. I need to think about these people. Her no, time. this is rapid fire. Phoebe's a seven, probably. Uh, Joey. Joey. Seven. Ross. Five. Phoebe. Seven. Okay, so disclaimer, I don't know if these are accurate. These are just somebody like a Katie who wrote these online. <laughs> so this is what I'm gauging the right or wrong. Monica, one. Wing two. Yep. Rachel, four. Oh. Wing three. Okay, okay. Because, you know, business. Yeah. Threes are the ones that, like, kill it at business, usually. Very work-oriented. Chandler, seven wing six. Okay. Joey, seven wing eight. Okay. Ross, paleontologist, five wing six. All right, yeah. And Phoebe, this is the only one you got really wrong. Eight? No, they said she's a solid four. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then, if you get real into this and you want to read the breakdown of it, Google it. I will. 
because <laughs> into this it. girl put some time into it. I would, I'm a little bit curious time. about the Phoebe as a four. Phoebe, undoubtedly she's a four, but shows a very strong nine trait as well. She's very eccentric, has all kinds of interest in paranormal things, hallmark of force, <laughs> and is moody, often plays the, the mediator and the peacemaker, and is even more so than Monica, who has perfectionism also, always. Oh, wait, wait. She's a peacemaker. Even more so than Monica. She's a more uh, of a peacemaker than Monica. Because perfectionism is what creates the conflict for Monica. Yeah, but what does that have to do with being poor? I, I don't know. Um, okay. Um, disclaimer, Katie disagrees with this girl. No, I don't disagree. I, need I to, didn't put I need to wrap my mind around Phoebe and Rachel as four. It's a game. It's a game. Well, Rachel, Rachel's a four-wing three. She's a very passionate, emotional being who's flying high one minute and then chasing the next stormy relationship with Ross the next She's a typical four. <laughs> okay. Okay, now we're doing them all. Ross, five, wing six. He's a paleontologist with a scientific mind. It's often the voice of reason. But his six-ish insecurities, six insecurities yeah. kick into gear. Monica is a one-wing two or a one-wing nine. I'm a one-wing nine. I think she might be a one-wing two. Perfect, perfectionist. Uh, like the episode where she couldn't just leave shoes lying around the floor. But she's loving and considerate and plays the mother to all I was going to say, those. she's always hosting. That's very yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chandler, seven, wing six. He focuses on maybe the negatives of others, um, but obviously he's really fun. Sevens and sixes tend to be the um, quick-witted, funny ones. Funny it ones. doesn't mean if you're not a seven and six, you don't possess those things. It just means right. most of the Sometimes. time, if you're a seven and six, you are those things. Right, sure. and then Joey's seven wing eight, because he's a playboy, constantly seeking pleasure in the next best thing. Yes. And then he has confidence in himself and women. And shows eightish leadership qualities, except for the whole like keeping a job thing. <laughs> I'm like, that's or the that whole part. spinoff season. I don't know where is. Well, see, and Chandler, I think they all kind of evolved a little bit too. But Chandler, the reason I thought maybe was a six is because he kind of had a lot of that like anxiety about dating and worst case scenario with mm, girls. Like mm-hmm, he focus mm-hmm. on their like she has big hands. I can't date her anymore. <laughs> or uh, but then the seven part too. He's very he's very funny and fun loving, and he hates being he yeah. hated commitment. Yeah, yeah. Until yeah. Monica, he was always like. Oh, I feel like I'm dying because you you mentioned going on another date or whatever. So that is a very sevens like freedom. And this has been <gasps> Shaylee and Katie break down the cast of Friends Enneagram. If you are still listening, you are my soulmate. Send me an email. Okay. We'll talk Enneagram. Love you lots. See you on Reddit. Oh, you got emergency food supply. Shit <laughs> for you. Just in case, you know, the world ever ends, we have enough for just our family. We'll just watch everyone else dying from our windows. Be like, do you have any food? They're like, you've gained weight. We have emergency food storage bags, you know, the ones that you buy on the infomercial (laughs) in the corner of our attic where we're recording today. Oh, did you push record? Yes, oh, we're recording. Oh, that's fun. Brought to you by emergency food storages. They'll watch you die while we survive. (laughs) What I don't like that they don't mention is like extended family. What about, like, my parents who live across town? We're also not going to share with them, or are we all just going to live for, like, three days? Here's what I think. You just send them the link, and that's up to them.
are you interested in working for yourself? Well, guess what? You already have very needed skills that people will pay big bucks for in the form of a virtual assistant. The Virtual Savvy Checklist and Starter Kit is your guide to starting your own at-home business. And in it, my girl Abby lays out the exact steps you need in order to start your business from home. Our listeners can get it for free at thevirtualsavvy.com slash lemonade. Hey guys, make sure you tune in next week for Katie talking about the now habit and how to overcome procrastination and enjoy guilt-free play. She just slipped right in there before she even let me ramble. That was, that was, that was good. You didn't even procrastinate on that. You slipped right in. Shaylee and Katie, the podcast was recorded in Springfield, Missouri. Thank you so much for listening. We'd love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, and our favorite spot of all, an iTunes review. Also, feel free to email us at shayleeandkatie at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. Seriously. We love you. Thank you.